0: Thank you, Pastor, for those kind words. Some of them were true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for coming today, and uh, thanks for putting up with Pastor Mike again. <clears throat> if you didn't get your uh, note, hand out, lift up your hand. A couple of young guys back there will quickly bring them to you. Hold your hand up high. If you can get your notes. And. Uh, If you brought a Bible or want to turn to our text today in John chapter 4 verse 39 and trust the Lord will bless our series. I hear me say this each year but when I leave here and start heading back to India I start praying for the Lord to show me what to teach when I come back and so I believe this is what the Lord would have us to look at and May be redundant to, for many of us to talk about sowing again, but give us some other thoughts and some that perhaps we need to be inspired by. So, thank you for coming today. John four thirty nine is our theme for today, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, he told me all that ever I did. She testified, so I've tried my best to find out from the New Testament uh, ways that people led people to Jesus, and so I've come up with eight, because I'll be here for eight Sundays. So (laughs) that was hard to do, come up with eight. (coughs) Four would have been perfect, but uh, so eight biblical, scriptural ways to Win someone to Jesus. And uh, one of the things about teaching about soul winning, even though it's redundant to a church like this, and most churches, if you know about churches, most churches wouldn't even want anybody to come and talk about soul winning. That's something of the past. You don't do that anymore. You, know, you just use social media and be friends with people, and all that's good. But uh, I'll be saying this throughout the eight weeks. But of all the things we do, thank God for everything that we do, everything that the church does to reach people. God uses it. God blesses it. But there's nothing that can replace eye-to-eye, confrontational soul winning Nothing can replace it. There's people that will never hear, that will never listen, unless someone like me or you gets in their face and tells them about Jesus, and so uh, if if one person can be inspired to do that in my teaching or, or my life, I think that's the best accomplish, the accomplishment that I could accomplish to inspire someone to tell their neighbor, to tell to tell a family member. So uh, said that to say that I'm glad the Lord allowed me to be able to teach this. In the way of introduction, there's no I. Those of you who heard me teach through the years have heard this before. There's no wrong way to win a soul to Jesus. There's wrong ways to try. There's wrong ways to to talk. You know, we can do all kinds of wrong things. We can have the wrong motive. We can be obnoxious. We could be just legalistic. We could be just trying to, you know, look religious. There's wrong ways to try to win somebody to the Lord. But if somebody gets saved... Then we did something right. There's no way, to, wrong way, to bring someone to Jesus. So for the critics, and there's a lot of critics to soul winning. I've I've heard of, I've heard them all. And uh, so for the critics of soul winning, the critics of uh, personal soul winning, the critics of uh, confrontational soul winning, <coughs> I say that if somebody gets saved, then you did something right. So uh, thank the Lord that we can share the gospel. But there's just in case we would think that we're not doing it right, God gave us some clear evidence from the New Testament how that we can win people to Jesus, what to do, what to say, how to do it. So that's, today's our first lesson, not necessarily in any chronological order, but the, the first two lessons, this week and next week, we'll be talking as the first point says there, tips from the master so winner. Tips from the master sower. Jesus is the master, so he's the master at everything. He was the master sower. That's why the Holy Spirit allowed us to actually read how Jesus led somebody to the Lord. We'll find that twice. Today and next week's lesson, the Holy Spirit inspired words that Jesus himself actually led somebody to himself. And so, I think that's a pretty good person to learn from. That's the best person to learn from. And so, first point, tips from the master. First of all, uh, Jesus opened up the conversation. I wish we had time to read the whole dialogue here, but all of us are familiar with the, the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, <coughs> the sinful, woman with a sinful past, etc., all those things. But the, Jesus opened up the conversation one of my favorite memorable sermons i preached in india and i think i also preached it here was from john chapter 4 where where the bible says jesus must needs go to samaria and i preached the sermon he must needs he must needs go and so jesus went to samaria he must have went there he he asked for a drink of water but that's not why he went there He sat on the well, but that's not why he went there. He went there because he, being God, (laughs) knew that this sinful woman, this needful woman, this uh, 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 woman that perhaps was an outcast in her own city was going to be there. And Jesus went to Samaria. He left eternity to go to Samaria. And so he could be there at that time to meet that one. Aren't you glad that Jesus left eternity to meet you wherever he met you? He met me in Baldwin Park. And uh, I just spent time in L.A. preaching and visiting my family. And some of you heard this. I was talking about testimony today. So I'll be sharing much of my testimony. But when I'm in the Los Angeles area, uh, bad things flood my mind all the parties all the sinful things that i did from the time i was 16 till 24 uh, but all the wonderful things that happened when i gave our lives to jesus at, as hippies at 24 and so when i drive through ballroom park el Monte, azusa covina west covina pomona all those places and I think about the my past, but where Jesus saved us and all the souls that we were able to reach and the, and the ministries. So uh, thank, God for, thank God that he gave me a testimony. So that's what we're talking about today is our testimony. But Jesus opened up the conversation in verse number 7 of John chapter 4. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me to drink. If we're going to win somebody to the Lord... Uh, we, we're the ones who need to start the conversation. Uh, and sometimes uh, starting the conversation is just saying, hi, how are you? And those of you who've been to my soul winning lessons, many of you have been to my soul winning seminar. And I, and I teach and I pr- try to put it into practice But when I'm <clears throat> looking at somebody in a store, on the street, in the gas station, uh, sometimes even at church, uh, <clears throat> first thing is smile at somebody. Uh, That smile may get an opportunity to say hi. You say hi to somebody. By saying hi to someone, uh, you may be able to give them a tract. By giving them a tract, you may be able to invite them to church. By inviting them to church, you may be able to mention the name of Jesus. By mentioning the name of Jesus, you may be able to share the plan of salvation. By sharing the plan of salvation, you may be able to get them to pray and receive Jesus as their Savior. So Jesus is the one who taught us that. Jesus opened up. He didn't wait for the woman to speak to him. He spoke to her. He was friendly. <coughs> he, he, he had, a, he had a, a purpose for speaking to her. He wanted to draw her to himself. So Christians have a purpose for talking to someone. And it's not just to talk and end the conversation. We talk about the weather so we can tell them about Jesus. We talk about sports, so we can tell them about Jesus. We talk about, we listen to their problems, so we can tell them about Jesus. We talk about their kids, so we can talk, tell them about Jesus. So Jesus is the one who taught us that. Master so we can spend a lot on that. The next bullet, Jesus turned the conversation to spiritual matters. I think I lost my sound? Yeah, we did. I got a good mouth where I can use that. You're going to fix it, it right now. I didn't like this thing anyway. Come on, Pastor. Next time I'll just turn it off and hope like it's broken. <laughs> Thank you. Verse number 10 of John chapter 4. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Jesus turned the conversation to spiritual matters. And last last year I ended our last lesson real quickly on talking about uh, spiritual approach questions, and I have about ten of them. Uh, So Jesus uh, brought up spiritual matters. So we want to get the conversation from a just talking to spiritual matters so sometimes i'll say uh, do you go to church do you believe in god if you died you'd be sure of heaven Uh, have you ever read the bible things of that nature so jesus turned the conversation to spiritual matters if we're going to share our testimony if we're going to be a witness and win souls then we have to bring up a spiritual conversation and that's uh, not hard to do if we If we're uh, standing for Jesus, if I'm around Hindus or Muslims in India, it's very easy to bring up spiritual conversation, because I'm talking to at least people who believe in the Spirit, so we can do the same thing in our neighborhoods and with our family and with our friends. So we engage somebody in conversation so we can bring up a spiritual conversation. By the way, just saying, uh, do you go to church? That's opening up a spiritual conversation. Uh, Do you have a Bible? That's opening up a spiritual conversation. Do you believe in God? That's opening up a spiritual conversation. Mm -hmm. Giving a tract? Just giving a tract to someone can open up a spiritual conversation. Okay, then the next bullet, Jesus appealed to her spiritual emptiness. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we're talking to lost people, everyone who's saved in this room, which I trust is all of us, But if you're saved, (coughs) we know that lost people are empty. They're empty. Without Jesus, people are empty. Before I had Jesus, I was empty. I tried everything in the world to fulfill that void, but nothing could fulfill that except the Holy Spirit. So people are empty. Jesus appealed to her emptiness in verse number 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So Nor how Jesus appealed to her emptiness. <clears throat> there's, there's something that I can give you that nothing else you've ever done is satisfied. Nothing else you've ever experienced is satisfied. You've looked for it, you've searched for it, you've tried everything in your life to find it, but you couldn't find it, and I can share that with you. So Jesus appealed to her spiritual emptiness, and again, when we give our testimony, I got to give my testimony last night, as many other times this week, but last night was a fun time putting into practice what I'm teaching this morning, sharing my sharing my testimony that uh, I was empty without Jesus, but when Jesus came in my heart, He fulfilled me. And you know, that's, that's the answer that uh, all the skeptics are waiting to hear. <clears throat> when I, I've talked to people in LA this past month, and why should I believe in Jesus? Uh, <clears throat> I don't need Jesus, or why are you telling me that? And my answer is, <clears throat> Because you have an emptiness <laughs> that's never going to be satisfied. I had an emptiness that was never satisfied until I met Jesus. That's why I'm talking to you about Jesus. That's why I'm telling you this. I'm, I'm loving you by telling you this. I'm caring for you by telling you this. <clears throat> I, I realize that you have something that, you, that you're missing, something that you need. That's why I'm telling you this. And when people pick up on that, they will listen to us. That's why our testimony is so important. And so, I thank God that Jesus shared those thoughts with us. Then, next bullet, Jesus exposed her need for forgiveness. He exposed her need for forgiveness. Uh, we could <coughs> digress right here and say a lot of things that, that perhaps aren't. And I love John chapter 4 for lots of reasons, but one of the reasons is, there's so much in John chapter 4 that's between the lines. There's so much that went on in these conversations that we don't see about. We'll get there and have it. And we'll, we'll cross one of those, but in case I don't get to it, an example is when the woman went and shared her testimony, as we read a moment ago, and we'll see again. She said, come see a man that told me all things that ever I did. We don't read that here in, in John chapter 4. Jesus just brought up something that caused her to think about her need for forgiveness. But that must have been quite a conversation for Jesus to tell her all things she ever did. And, and another, another point that on that is really, Jesus doesn't have to tell us all things we ever did. All I have to do is read in the Bible, read in the Bible where it says, uh, uh, sin not. And what, the moment I read that, I've, he already told me all things I've ever did. He doesn't have to write it all out because my mind my mind can go back to I was five years old when I went into a, a five and 10 store and, and stowed, stowed a cowboy gun when I was five years old. <laughs> uh, I probably started sinning when I was two, but I remember definitely sinning at five years old. I wanted that Roy Rogers, uh, cowboy guns. I lost it after them. I went in there. I stole them. I walked out. didn't get very far, but anyway. I, so that was the beginning. So uh, Then it was 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, all those things. So all, all I have to do is read in the Bible is that uh, Jesus died for my sins. And once I read that, that's all, that's all I need to know because an honest person Uh, realize that, whoa, I thank God he died for my sins. And by the way, that's why five-year-olds need to be saved. (laughs) Not all five-year-olds are thieves, but they're definitely uh, liars and cheaters. Anybody has got a five-year-old, you know that. Five-year-olds are liars. They're cheaters. They're disobeyers. They're haters. And if you gave them a gun, they'd probably shoot you. (laughs) 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 notice in verse 16 Jesus said to her go call thy husband and come hither that's all Jesus had to say Uh, a good fundamental Baptist would say you're a wicked sinner because you're living with a man and you've been married and divorced that's what a good fundamental Baptist would say but that isn't what Jesus said. <laughs> Jesus said, go call your husband. And uh, so that brought up this need this need for forgiveness. And, the, and the, one of my soul winning tips by learning from the master is when I lead somebody to the Lord. Those of you who have ever been with me or heard my lessons, uh, I don't say you've lied, you've cheated, <laughs> you've, you've sinned. Uh, I just tell them what I've done. Uh, Jesus forgave me for my sin. Jesus forgave me for um, uh, all the things that I've done. And I don't have to tell them that they're a sinner because once I mention my sin, thank you, then they understand it. But anyway, Jesus brought up her need for forgiveness because Jesus said to her, I know that uh, you don't have a husband. Uh, You've had five husbands. The man that you're living with now is not your husband. That's a, that's a lot to dump on a person, right? This, this woman who probably felt guilty already. Like I said, she's probably the talk of the town already. No doubt she was. But Jesus brought up this need for That's what a wise soul winner does. A wise soul winner <clears throat> helps someone to see that they're spiritually empty, that they need to be forgiven. And then Jesus, lastly, Jesus revealed himself to this woman. In verse number 26, Jesus said to her, I that speak unto thee am he. After Jesus had talked to this woman, she realized that he was either a fortune teller or he was the Christ from heaven. He was either a mind reader or he was sent from God. Amen. And uh, so she put, it, she put it together and she realized that this is... This is not an ordinary man here. This is the Christ. And she's gonna go tell her friends and people in the city that. But Jesus revealed himself to her. That's what the master so when it is. So when we learn from him, we, we start the conversation. We bring up spiritual matters. We say something to realize, to help the person realize that they're empty. We say something to help the person realize they need to be forgiven. And then we do the best thing we could do. We point them to Jesus. We talk about Jesus and reveal Jesus to them. And I put in, this, in my notes here, if we want to win souls, then we have to do what Jesus did. We have to follow the master's program here. Okay, secondly, the testimony of the Samaritan woman. We see the testimony of the Samaritan woman, which we were talking about. And the first bullet there, every saved person has a testimony. Every saved person has a testimony. If Jesus saved you, you have a testimony. Your testimony is not my testimony. Your testimony is, is your testimony. My, with my testimony, I can perhaps uh, relate to a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to me. But with your testimony, there's people that can relate to you that can't relate to me. Not everybody relates to a person who was a hippie and got saved out of that kind of a lifestyle. Uh, but thank God for those who can relate to that. Thank God for those who, who are doing things that they, that they thought, well, God can't forgive me or I'm too much of a sinner. So you have a testimony. If you were saved at five, you have a testimony. Yeah, and uh, sorry to be redundant, but uh, I often mention Corey Tim Boone when she went to prison. Corey Tim Boone was giving her testimony, and the, the prisoners they weren't too interested. But Corey Tim Boone said, I want to tell you how God saved me from being a drunkard and a prostitute, and they all <clears throat> woke up and said, Wow. And Corey Tim Boone said, God saved me from all that because I got saved at five years old, and I never did all that. So. <laughs> So that was a great testimony, amen? That's the best kind of testimony, actually, that uh, God can save us and keep us from living a life of sin. So you have a testimony. Share your testimony. Tell what God did for you, what what you were thinking, what your life was about when you got saved. And, and, And someone will be affected by that testimony. And, and people can't resist somebody whose life has been changed. They can't resist somebody who's, uh, who's uh, actually experienced what they're talking about. That's why we listen to people who are successful at something. We listen to them. We buy their books and we go to their seminars. Because we're hoping that what they got, I can get. <laughs> if they're rich, I want to be rich like them. So I'm going to buy their books and go to their seminars. And well, that's what our testimony will do. Is cause, it will cause people as this woman. did Last night, as I was out so winning, I <clears throat> prayed for the Lord to send me to the right street as always. And felt like I was going down the wrong streets. And, and nothing was too exciting was happening. I was leaving the summer of... Door knockers on the door, inviting kids to vacation Bible school, and talking to uh, Muslims and gangbangers and motorcycle guys. and So I was coming back down, finishing up, almost time to, to quit and to leave. And there was four teenage boys, or at least upper teenagers, maybe some of them in their early 20s, but they were in the driveway. I went over. All I was intending to do was give them a track and invite them to church. But I, I, because I was working this lesson, I befriended them. I asked a question. It got on spiritual things. I gave my testimony, and you know, uh, to uh, teenage boys who you, know, you could tell they were not they were streetwise. So I shared testimonies I'd probably never share in this room or something. But anyway, uh, they were disinterested. but when I started sharing my testimony, they got interested. All four of them prayed right there. Uh, four guys, not embarrassed, prayed, asked Jesus in the heart. There was another guy sitting in a car waiting for somebody. So I went over and gave him a tract. I said, uh, did you hear what I said to these guys? He said, yes. I said, did you pray and ask Jesus in your heart? He said, yes. Uh, I never went through the Romans Road. I never opened the Bible. I just shared my testimony and and preached about Jesus. Hallelujah. So thank you, God, that we can use our testament. We can tell somebody what Jesus has done for us. Okay, her first desire was to tell others in John 4:28, She went and told somebody. Isn't that amazing? This woman met Jesus, and her first desire was to go tell. She didn't go home and cook. She didn't go home and, uh, uh, you know, do whatever she did with this man that she lived with, she went and told people what Jesus had done. Uh, and you know, if we have a testimony, that ought to be our first desire is to tell someone about it, to tell somebody what Jesus did for us. I'll be talking about this a little bit tonight in my indie report and in my sermon. But I uh, remember when, we, <clears throat> when I you, gave my life to Jesus, I went and told my drug my my drug friends, my party friends, but that uh, uh, I met Jesus. I told my family about what happened to me. I had friends that didn't want me around. I had family members that told me not to come back to their house if I was going to tell them. But I wanted to tell somebody and tell somebody what Jesus had done. That was her. That was her first desire. And. Uh, <laughs> This, can't develop this this thought. But when she went to these guys, she told them what Jesus had done. She didn't necessarily tell them what she had done. And when I do share my testimony, I don't go into all the you know, a testimony is not you know all of our dirty laundry. A testimony is just you know I was lost, Jesus found me. Uh, and again, those of you who heard me teach, you've heard me say this. All the college and career guys have just heard this. But when I, when I give my testimony, I say I, was, I lived a hippie lifestyle. Uh, to me, that, that's a thousand, a thousand, thousand sins. <laughs> so if you, you'd have to be a hippie to understand what that means. But the, I don't have to go into all those details. But, so she just went back and said, I want, you to tell, I want you to know that there's somebody who told me all things that ever I did is not this the Christ she said to the next book her testimony was about telling others whom Jesus was verse 29 she, her testimony was telling about who Jesus was and that's what a real testimony is Jesus is, is God he came he lived a perfect life he died on the cross he was buried he rose from the grave he shed his blood he, his blood washed my sins away he forgave me Of my sins. That's what a a real testimony is, telling who Jesus is. That's the ultimate testimony. And then her testimony caused others to seek Jesus. In verse verse 30, the Bible says that when she told these men what Jesus had done, whom Jesus was, they went to seek Jesus. And you know, if our te- in our testimony, we may not always see somebody saved. Uh, we may not always get to pray the sinner's prayer with them. They may be even angry with us for their testimony. But our testimony will cause people to seek Jesus. And if you tell somebody, "I was lost. I was now I'm found. I had no joy, but now I have joy. I had no peace because I was wicked, but now I'm forgiven." And even though I'm a sinner, my sins are forgiven, I'm going to go to heaven. You share that with somebody, they're going to be seeking Jesus. Uh, they're going to be uh, wanting to find this for themselves. They may not act like it, but uh, their life will never be the same once they hear about what Jesus has, has done for you. And then her testimony, caused, excuse me, her, her past was why they were impressed in verse number 18, her past was why they were impressed. You don't have to have a sinful past like this woman, but it was her past that impressed these people. Had she not had the past she had and went back and shared that with them, wouldn't have been that big a deal. But here was a woman, <clears throat> go back 2,000 years ago. <clears throat> Some of you heard my story about my mom. My dad left my mom when I was two, and I always wondered why uh, uh, my mom didn't go to church. I always wondered why people shunned us. I always wondered why you know, things went on. That's another story, but uh, uh, because my mom was a divorced woman, she wasn't welcomed a lot of places. She was looked down on a lot of places. Uh, we, we were the we were the outcast to a lot of people. Not her fault. My dad left her. Uh, so go back 2,000 years ago and put yourself in this woman's, in this woman's shoes. <laughs> imagine what, <clears throat> what the scorn she got. Imagine the, imagine the gossip. Imagine the shunning. Imagine the guilt. <clears throat> and she goes and tells these people that somebody loved me. <laughs> somebody knew everything I did. And they still were friendly to me. They still loved me. I met the Christ, and again, the Bible doesn't say all the conversation that went on. Uh, These people were impressed. (laughs) They were. I got to go find this person. I got to go find this person who loved this woman, who forgave this woman, who didn't condemn this woman, who I've never seen this woman have joy before. I've never seen her have feel accepted before what, Jesus does that to a person, amen? Amen. You don't have to have this woman's past. All you have to do is be a sinner who meets Jesus. And Jesus changed our life. And Jesus loves us and forgives us. Thank God for this woman's uh, woman's, uh, testimony. Okay, and then one more point. I'll play a song. Her true testimony was revealed by Jesus. In verse number 36, Jesus explained to the disciples what had just taken place. They were gone off getting food. Uh, they came back, offered Jesus food. Jesus said, I have some food you don't even know anything about. I have, I have joy you don't even know anything about. I just, got, I just talked to a sinful woman who put her trust in me. And so Jesus said she received eternal life. So Jesus revealed this woman was loved. She received mercy, she received compassion, she received eternal life. That's what happened to every one of us when we were saved. That's why our testimony is so powerful. That's why it's so needed, because we can tell people what Jesus <coughs> did for us. I was going to play the uh, uh, song by Casting Crowns, but I'll just read it to you. This is one of my favorite songs, but we'll play another one. <clears throat> the last thing this lost world needs is someone I'm trying to be. The truth that has set me free is I'm just a broken man. Loving my Jesus, showing my scars, telling my story of how mercy can reach you where you are. I pray the whole world will hear the cry of my heart is to see all the ones I love, loving my Jesus. So thank God this woman could show her scars. For the first time she could show her scars. She could never do that before because she would have been stoned. She would have been... Ridiculed. She'd been, she, she was the outcast, And when Jesus saves us, we can show our scars. That's our testimony. Uh, Jesus took, became, scarred his body for my scars. But that's not the song I'm going to play today. I was at a missions conference before I came here in, in Texas. And as I was on my way to the church I was speaking at, it's, everybody's heard it now, but I heard the song uh, Running Home by Cochran for the first time. Wow, that was what a song. It was like, it's one of those songs I would have written because <laughs> it, was, it was my song. So I'll play that for you. It's on Caleb now, but I got to hear it like the first time it was ever played. So let's see if we can pull this up and play it for you. This song is my testimony. to my final breath let the weight of this world go gonna be no tears gonna be no pain when i see that smile change this. Amen? Amen? Okay, then the last point, number three, the spiritual fruit of this woman's testimony. Did her testimony uh, accomplish anything? Was there fruit from her testimony? Certainly there was. We've already saw that uh, when she gave her testimony, they went into town to see this person was talking about. Last year, remember, we talked about this woman a little bit and uh, I don't know of any other story except for Jonah and Nineveh, where an entire city came to Amen. hear Jesus. So this God certainly used this woman. The Bible says, many of the Samaritans believed on Jesus because of her words, verse 39. Her words. Many of them believed because of her words. Words are powerful. I, I was reading my Bible this morning, Isaiah 62, 6. It says, those of us who know the Lord, we're not to keep silent. And I put in my notes right here, could you imagine if she had kept silent? Could you imagine if she met Jesus, and Jesus saved her, changed her life, forgave her, and she didn't go back and give her testimony? We wouldn't be reading about this whole city coming to Jesus. So sadly, many Christians have testimony, and we're silent about it. (laughs) And this is a sermon, but most of the world's problems is because Christians are silent. Uh, most people are lost because Christians are silent. Uh, m- many people are going to hell because Christians are silent. She wasn't silent. Uh, she 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 bowed, and uh, this is a uh, this is another application here. You'd have to you have to be. Uh, person who has my mental state to understand this but it's usually people like this woman who are not silent (laughs) it's usually those who know that jesus changed them who aren't silent it's usually somebody that we would cast stones at that aren't silent it's usually somebody the church would judge that's not silent it's usually somebody who's a little weird a little strange that's not silent because we know what Jesus did to us. We know where Jesus found. Us. So why would we be silent? Why would we not tell about Jesus? So thank God you went many. And then the Bible says, many more believed on Jesus because of his word. And that's the that's the ultimate goal of giving our testimony, that people would hear the words of Jesus. But not just my words. That's why I tell people when you talk to people, talk about Jesus. Quote scriptures because nothing I say the Holy Spirit promises to bless. But the Holy Spirit promises to bless when I exalt Jesus. The Holy Spirit promises to bless when we quote the word. So last night, I, like I said, I didn't open my Bible. I didn't go through the Romans road. But those guys heard a lot of scripture. I quoted scripture. I told them that Jesus was beaten. He was nailed to the cross. He gave his blood. He saved me. And so, thank God for this woman's testimony. Then lastly, many now understood that, that Jesus was the Savior of the world. Their testimony in John 4, 42 was, Now we know that this is the Christ, the Savior of the world. Like, like John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Her testimony... Uh, brought this, these people to Jesus. Her testimony caused them to believe in Jesus. Her testimony caused them to come and hear the words of Jesus. Her testimony caused them to say, this is the Savior of the world. Yes. And uh, wouldn't you like to have be been there that day? <laughs> all these men, the Bible says, came out and to, to, hear, to hear Jesus. That's another story right there. Uh, just a little bit of imagination who make you think, why, did, why, were all the, why were all the men so moved by this woman's testimony? But they came, and they heard, they heard Jesus, Jesus was glorified. All right. Thank we you. hope you enjoyed listening to the preaching and teaching from God's Word today. You can get more information about our church and about starting a relationship with Jesus Christ at www.thehomechurch.net. From all of us here at The Home Church in Lodi, California,